Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Kevin Crafts. Yeah, he's Kevin Crafts. He's such a special fella that you should know. He does a show with Jason Ellis and Michael Tully on the radio. What up? Mikey likes you. And uh, it's a very special episode. I say that a lot. But I mean it. Um, my friend, Kevin Kraft, joins me. And we talk about all things fitness and health. And um, there's a reason why Mr. Kraft joins me. Because I think he's representative of, you know, the general public. Um, when we get into that. And what I mean by that is he's... He's not in bad shape by any stretch of the imagination, but um, he's not in good shape. Shut up. He's not in good shape, and um, he wants to be in better shape, but he just doesn't know where to get started. So I thought since we're friendly and he's funny and interesting, I'll use him as a little bit of a lab rat to make a show for the general public, probably a lot of the people who are listening to this show. So in this, we get into everything from... Diet, nutrition, um, training, uh, a little redundant to say diet and nutrition, but nutrition, training, and then also kind of just the bare bones, skeletal, spiritual, emotional stuff that you need to do to get out of the way firsthand so that you can go on your journey to really succeed and find sustainable health and fitness. So that's what's happening. Uh, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our illustrious guest, a, a, uh, a pillar in the entertainment community, uh, an iconic pillar in the words of, um, Thomas Hayden church. Um, he is the co-host of what I think to be one of, if not the greatest radio shows out there, the Jason Ellis show hosted by my friend, Jason Ellis. Um, he is also one of the co-hosts of the Mad Scientist Party Hour podcast. Um, he is the one and only Kevin Kraft, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. You're too kind, Mike Catherwood. Of course, man. I'm, I, you know, I just want to start off by saying, like, Jason, Jason legitimately, Jason Ellis, that is, 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 you know, my friend. And Jason and I are very close. We have a very strange but, I think, great relationship. But um, because he's so weird and charismatic and and such a strange unique talent um i think that you and tully both um oftentimes even subconsciously by the listeners you, you people gloss over how important you are and how bo- talented both you guys are and you you've become such a a vital part to that show and how uh, successful it's become because of your 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 own very very unique and and um uh impressive wit and and kind of charm so i i don't know if you get it behind the scenes enough of a pat on the back but you are you are just a such a funny clever dude and you have such a weird quirky but authentic kind of um uh likability and it, it really shines through on the show and um it, it, it is it is vital to uh to the jason ellis show wow thanks dude this is this is quite quite the way to start my day yeah, well, I'm I'm going to ask you to suck my cock later, so it's going <laughs> to. Hey, look, I know how this town works. There's no free lunches around here. Um, so basically, the main reason that I wanted to have you on the show is because I think you're really, really representative of the the overwhelming majority of people who listen to my uh, podcast and also um, in general, just in the day to day life, where you're you're by no means in bad shape, but you want to be in better shape. And I think that, that, you know, that's, that's the general population because most people are not sickly or, or injured or grossly overweight, or they're just not where they want to be and they don't know where to begin. You know? Yeah. I don't have 
any tone or definition. I'm, I'm not like, like on paper, I don't weigh a ton. I think the last time I weighed myself, I was like 165 or 170. Um, I just don't carry extra weight very well. I was a very skinny guy my entire life. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was like sickly skinny. Yeah. To the point where in middle school and high school, my mom would go to GNC, buy weight gain powder, and make me an ice cream milkshake and load it up with weight gain powder and give it to me before I went to school. Every day. And at what age was this? This was like 12 to 14. She was like, all right, puberty's not doing it. <laughs> I got <laughs> to go to weight gain powder and ice cream. And if that doesn't work, this motherfucker's got to start freebasing it. I'm sorry. Do you curse on your show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you know me. I mean, I do. do you realistically I do. think I did a podcast where you couldn't curse? I, I mean, I know you did. You know, you've done a bunch of shows with, with Dr. Drew, and you probably had to keep it clean for those. I, I was Nope. And I'm also dealing with, like, uh, some brutal quarantine brain, so I apologize. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um, brutal quarantine brain is way more responsible – for people not achieving the body they want, then I think they realize. And it's yeah. not even just like the quarantine, it's it's life in general. Um, there's this weird assumption that um, people, I don't want to say it's a weird, it's, I think it's a very natural assumption that it's just like, hey, I make a conscious choice moment to moment to eat this food and I know I should be eating that food and that food would probably make me better than this food would probably uh, makes me worse. And that's not, that's not the reality. It's that, you know, we're animals. We always kind of neglect to remember that because we've evolved to be the kind of top of the food chain and we have these incredible brains. Um, but we're, we're still animals and our body responds to the shit that happens around us. And, um, we're all overworked. We're all underpaid. We're all overstressed, especially, you know, places like Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, where every single person, unless you're fucking Elon Musk is like, how am I going to pay my rent? You know, that's a real thing. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, the stress hormones and the stress response, um, is the main reason in my, my very uneducated opinion, but is, is the main reason why most of us are not lean and ripped. Um, it's not because we're dumb. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because of the lack of willpower. It's because, you know, this, the, the, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in because you're fucking like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to pay. I can't pay rent this week. Or my, my podcast is down uh, 200 listeners from last month. And, you know, my boss is yelling at me and that's, that's everyone's normal life. My kids are driving me fucking crazy. The sympathetic nervous system kicks in and the yeah. prefrontal cortex, which, is responsible for you making, you, you know, regulating your impulse regulations and, and kind of um, controlling delayed gratification that turns off. That's what happens because as animals, we evolved from people who needed our sympathetic nervous system um, to kind of regulate when a lion was going to eat us. And so you go into fight or flight, you know, and that threat response, it needs outside stimuli to dampen that threat, that threat response. And it used to be running far enough away from the tiger, but now says there's no fucking tiger or woolly mammoth. What we look for to dampen our stress response is, and and that threat response is sugary food, alcohol, drugs, um, sex, a lot of times. And, And it's, it's, it's out. It's not necessarily a lack of willpower. It's not necessarily a lack of knowledge. It's just like we're, we're surviving. We're surviving in the modern world. So the first step that you need to take and everyone else out there listening, is, you know, the first step you need to take is not eating less exercise. I need to do this program. I need to do it. It's getting control of that stress, learning how to deal with it in a, in a way that's going to um, provide long-term sustainable happiness as opposed to immediate temporary relief which yeah. is what you know which is what pizza and beer and 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 blow and and uh one night stand that's what it provides you know it doesn't provide you long term all of those things last night that's what i'm talking about <laughs> including the one night stand because during during covid19 that's impressive no i i ate a giant frozen pizza i drank a lot of beer and then i jacked off <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, listen, and that probably I take Ritalin. Yeah. I'm prescribed Ritalin. So I kind of almost hit all of those. So look, you're, you probably, you correct me if I'm wrong. You probably got a lot of really good relief for 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm Irish Catholic. So I, I'm, I beat myself up. There's, there's a lot of guilt in my life Mm -hmm. and that guilt is not powerful enough to change things. So I get, you know, the tubs of Ben and Jerry and the guilt throughout it. So I don't even get to enjoy this shit. You're wrong. The guilt, it actually is powerful enough to change things. And what it does is it changes things for the negative. Because the guilt <laughs> makes it even harder when you wake up in the morning to then get back on to that stress-regulating cycle. The guilt adds into the stress. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and look, I can speak of it firsthand um, with drugs and alcohol. It's not like It's not like I wake up in the morning after a long bender and go, well... That was wrong. Now I'm perfectly equipped to deal with my stress. No, I go, oh my God, I'm such a fucking loser. I can't believe I, I used last night. I can't believe I drank. And then it makes it even worse because then I need to use and drink more. And the same thing, the, the same exact thing happens with um, Ben and Jerry's and, and, and microwave pizzas, you know? So yeah. the, the last thing I want to do is be one of those guys. And this is the, look, this is the main reason why I started this show is because the biggest loser and the 28 days to ripped program and shit, that's not helping you in one fucking iota. In fact, it's probably making everybody even more, more angry and stressed and, and frustrated with their lack of, of um, with their lack of progress, you know, when it comes to not only their, their, their physical health, but their, their mental health. The idea that like, I'm going to deal with the fact that I ate Ben and Jerry's and I don't like the way I look in the mirror by today, I'm going to stop eating everything and I'm going to work out like crazy. And, I, and in, in two weeks, I'm going to see an, uh, uh, an iota of difference and I'm going to be happy. That's not reality. What yeah. you need to do is, is, is deal with the stress that creates all that. Start building a program to help yourself not fight your brain, not fight the outside stimulus, but work with it. You know, so that's 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 my main goal. And that's like what I really want to impart to you. I'll definitely give you some insight into do these exercises, eat these foods. But most importantly, it's it's not to put a Band-Aid on this gunshot wound because that's what you're doing. You're 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 giving yourself immediate relief. But in reality, you got fucking shot with a gun and that needs to be taken into triage. You know, that's that's what we're I'm trying to to impart to you, you know? Okay. So the first thing I would say is like, when you get in those periods of like, I'm going to eat something I know I probably shouldn't be eating. Just, just like six, six belly breaths. Okay. And what those are is instead of normal everyday breathing, um, put your hand right where your rib cage ends and your belly meets. And, you know, like kind of about, about an inch below your nips. And breathe. <laughs> that that so, might yeah. throw off my placement. Right, right about here, you know, like where your where your um, diaphragm, yeah, your ribs, and and just put one of your hands there and right in the middle, and and take a deep breath through your nose, and it has to be below your hand. All the air is going below your hand into your belly button. Fill it up with through your nose. Fill it up, and then exhale slowly out your mouth. Wow, I never thought I would be tripped up by um hmm, I can't breathe properly here. <laughs> it, you know what? And I don't feel and like I'm doing this right. Well, the majority of people don't. I I certainly don't. And when um you ever get in like a really cold uh ocean or like a cold plunge or or right. where you, you get you expose yourself to like a stress um outside nature stress, um the first thing we do is <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's your body's stress response. So you you gotta like work against that. And um, breathing is so much more powerful than people understand. Um, and Hicks and Gracie was the the guy who really broke through. Uh, this guy Steve Maxwell, and then Hicks and Gracie, who's like considered the Michael Jordan of jujitsu. Um, you you can completely completely reprogram your body 
um, through changing your breathing. So it says slowly try to work on, instead of breathing into your upper chest and back, you're breathing through your belly, getting that diaphragm full and moving up and down. <sighs> slowly through the mouth, blow everything out. You do that six times. Uh, Aubrey Marcus's book showed some science that like six is like the magic number. Do that six times and and then you, you'll see, you know, are you going to be like, well, fuck, I never need pizza again. No, but you'll be a little bit more in control of things. It'll start to shift um, the areas of the brain that are in charge uh, and take away from that, that immediate stress response in the parasympathetic nervous system. So the belly breathing. Also, nature. I know it sounds hippie. I know it sounds weird. I know, but 20 minutes of nature exposure, going for a little walk getting outside, taking out your ear pods and getting into hearing the birds chirp and shit. It's unbelievable how much of a, of a, a difference that can make. And just, you know, just force yourself the daily dose of it. If it's raining. So what throw on a hoodie. It's actually nice to get the, you know, the, um, the rain hitting your face and things like that. Um, meditation. I know it's just as hard for people to get into meditation as it is to get into exercise, but, um, Insight Timer is an app um, that I recommend every because you can control it. I'm not asking you to sit down and get into like some um, some 20 minutes twice a day program where you're real rigid. But, you know, get into Insight Timer. It'll guide you um, and you can control. You can kind of like put in the music or the background sounds that you like. You can do the amount of time that you like. But if it's just one or two minutes to begin with doesn't matter. It just makes a difference. The fact that you made a choice to do that instead of immediately go to um, beer and, and, and Ben and Jerry's is, is, is going to um, make a huge difference. So you got the, yeah, I, the I, I fuck with meditation. Good, good, good. And, and um, it's really hard. It's really hard to get people to start meditating and to continue doing it. And I don't expect people to, uh, to do like a transcendental meditation program if they're not in that place in their life. But like I said, this app, it's something you always have your phone on you. You can pop it on, do two minutes here and there. It'll, it'll make a tremendous difference. Um, and so you got the belly breathing, nature exposure, and then regular exercise. There's this really weird thing that happens. Um, and it's again, back to us as animals. Um, we weren't designed to sit and look at screens for 19 hours and then exercise for one hour, super intensely. We're animals that we, we roamed and walked and didn't really have this idea of like super intense exercise, unless it came upon us. Like I said, you had to sprint away from an enemy or sprint away from a woolly mammoth. Um, But, but in general, we're, we're really, we're foragers. And for that reason, walking is the most chemically appropriate movement for the human animal for the homo sapien walking we're 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 not that fast as swimmers we're not really that great at sprinting i mean obviously usain bolt can go 27 miles an hour but in general in comparison to most mammals we're not that super fast but human beings we can walk all day we can walk all the fucking live long day our bodies our our skeleton skeletal system our muscles are designed for it and we're really good at it and so just I recommend, and I'm going to recommend for you and most normal, healthy people, 10,000 steps a day. And that's the only thing that I say to you, this is on you. This must be done. This is about, this really is about willpower. This isn't about um, uh, your scheduling. Put your iPhone in your pocket. It has a step counter on it. Everyone has a step counter because everyone has a smartphone um, and just get in 10,000 steps a day. It doesn't necessarily have to be one long walk, it can be, I do three 10 to 15 minute walks and I get 10,000 steps every day. It makes a huge difference metabolically. I know it doesn't seem like it because it's not hardcore and you're not sweating, Yeah, but it, it makes a huge difference metabolically. It makes a huge difference because by making sure you get 10,000 steps a day, you're checking off like two or three of the things that help you regulate your stress. You're getting out in nature, most likely, unless you live in Minnesota and it's fucking 17 below or something. You're getting out in nature, you're getting regular exercise, and um, you're uh, providing that ability to control your environment. So, stupid guy question mm-hmm. about like in distance, how 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 far is ten thousand steps? It make it, it varies. Um, 
for the average size person, you and me, I, I'm five ten, like one eighty. So we're somewhat in the same ballpark. Yeah, it's about it's about two miles. But you know, for for um, uh, someone with really long legs or someone who's super fast, it might be less. You know, it might be more. You know, some people walk so goddamn fast that they can get ten thousand steps done like that. You know. But that's the general ball ballpark, and yeah, you're looking at like you know two miles, and and believe terrible. me, exactly, miles. and and it's like a you know someone who um, was in a trial, and then their prison time gets the the amount of prison time gets calculated with the the amount of time you were in court as well. All those steps that you take getting out from your car to go to work, um, to, to walking around in the grocery store, and all that, that counts. Yeah, you know, so you, you sometimes. I used to, I obviously not during the lockdown, but in normal life, I'd hit six, 7,000 steps without even going for a walk, just oh, doing, shit. you know, my everyday life. So just, but just be, be cognizant of your, of your steps. And I really think like, um, I had a, I had a, a trainer who trained me not too long ago, like middle of last year. And his name is Josiah Novak. And he's a really, he's a genius. So anybody out there who wants to like step their game up, look up Josiah, um, Josiah at Josiah fitness, I believe his, uh, his uh, handle is, but he really stressed that more than anything. And I was coming at it from the perspective of like, dude, I'm jacked. I, I deadlift <laughs> 500 pounds. I do Muay Thai four or five days a week. And then like do uh, really walking. That's going to be the big thing for me. Turned out he was, he was 100% right. It's just so appropriate for the human system, both emotionally, physically, and, and, uh, psychologically. So what was the, um, I could see, you know, the benefit of, you know, uh, a doughy schlub like myself who doesn't get regular exercise and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, walking two miles a day probably would see a noticeable difference. I'm not, I'm not going to expect myself to look like Arnold in a week, but what does somebody like you, like who you said, you are shredded, you fucking deadlift, you stay very, very, very active. What was the change a healthy Jack dude like you noticed incorporating more walking into your life? I got calorie burning, I got metabolic boost, I got stress regulation, all without compromising my um, recovery. Walking, one of the other main huge benefits is, is that no matter what level of your fitness you are, whether you're someone who's grossly obese and, and really you know is diabetic and can't hardly get out, walking gives you exercise without compromising your recovery. The problem with things like these super high intensity workouts where, yeah, they burn a tremendous amount of calories in comparison to walking, but it totally takes away from your ability to do everything else. Um, And sometimes the the stress response from that is so demanding that it, it kind of feeds the cycle. You and I both know a bunch of like CrossFitters or MMA fighters who are fat. You know, like I, 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 I challenge you to go to the L.A. Marathon um, uh, anytime or, or whatever marathons in your city. Go to the finish line. Really look at how many dudes and gals cross that finish line that have a body you'd be happy with. Not many. You know, there's a lot of really, really skinny people and there's some skinny fat people. There's very few people that come across looking like, you know, Brad Pitt and Fight Club. I think um, you might have met my my friend Shuddy Boy before at an Ellis Mania or two. I do, I do my podcast with him and after college, he sort of just developed the body type of like a jelly bean Mm -hmm. and out of nowhere, he, we saw him one time and he's all looking svelte and we're like, what the fuck, what have you done? He's like, nothing. I didn't really, I didn't change my diet. I haven't been exercising, but my new job has me on my feet all day. So I spend all day walking and that like a dude who, you know, smokes cigarettes, drinks more Mountain Dew than um, any human being should. And he lost a fuckload of weight just because his job had him on his feet all day. Right. And a professional bodybuilder, an NFL uh, uh, wide receiver, they're going to be doing two a days of insane, you know, an MMA fighter, a boxer, they're going to be doing two a days of insane workouts um, uh, or, and, and pushing themselves to this elite level. But that's not reality. And not only is it not helpful to guys like you and me, it's counterproductive. Um, if you look at the average human being, not the elite athlete, there's never ever in the history of humanity been people that run faster than the people who run fast now. There's never ever in the history of humanity been people who are stronger than the people who are strong now. But there's never ever ever been in the history of humanity an average dude who's more out of shape. 
And why is that? It's because the average person sits on their ass all day. Just 50 years ago, the overwhelming majority of men and women worked with their hands, were on their feet constantly. You know, there was way more um, uh, construction workers, electricians, farmers, and, 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 and housewives, um, you know, not to, not to highlight, you know, the patriarchy, but in reality, even stay-at-home mom in 1950 was busting her ass way more than a mom now because of technology, because of scheduling, because of the way things are. People were way more active. And you, you took the average dude, the average 18-year-old guy getting into the military in World War II in comparison to the average guy, not, you know, not some Navy SEAL badass, but the average dude who's checking in the military today, it's not even the comparison. The guy in 1930, 1940, 1950 would fuck a dude up today, the average dude. And that's that's... Because daily activity, you know, things that are more congruent with what we are as animals, that's what you need to be looking at. And that gets into the next, the next thing, and that is diet. When you want to look in the mirror, you want to look good naked, that's your main goal. Diet is infinitely more important than your exercise. Okay? And you just gotta, you just gotta understand that and hammer that home. Um, because it can be really frustrating to the point that it's even discouraging to adopt a new exercise program and really commit yourself to it and not see results because you're still eating ice cream and Ben and Jerry's and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, it's just not the reality. I do. I was the same guy. I got way buff in my late teens and early twenties because I was lifting weights four or five times a week. And I was serious about it. I, I researched it. I got in. I got in line with a bunch of dudes who really had their shit together and they, they mentored me and I fucking got strong and big, but I was fat because I would go to in and out and get four double doubles all the time. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I gained weight, I gained muscle, but I was, I was a fat fuck. Um, and, and so if your if your goal is to become a competitive power lifter, Hey, go for it. Start yeah. lifting heavy and, and eat all you want. But that's not what most people want. They want to have a nice body that you take your shirt off of the beach and you can be, ha- you're proud, you know, like it's, it's, it's a really nice feeling. Um, so just understand that diet is, is, is all of it. And that exercise is a nice little adjunct. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the, the toughest thing with the diet thing for me is uh, I'm kind of dopey in that department and I live alone and mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's tough cooking for one. Absolutely. And it's also tough when you're also a horrible cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like every time I venture into cooking for myself, there's some sort of catastrophe. I put, you know, a chicken breast on the wrong tray and then it fucking melts in the oven and then my oven's ruined. And I, I don't know. I, there's some disconnect between my brain and my hands when it comes to cooking. You just suck ass at it. A lot of that is just yourself telling yourself that though, you know, like you, you go into even going to the store, buying that chicken breast, you're already in your head. Like, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up, you know? And, and when I do, I'm going to get discouraged and I'm going to quit and I'm going to go buy something that I can pop in the microwave. Yeah. You know, there's never been a better time. Like, let's look at the bright side of the lockdown. Really now's the time. If you're going to learn how to cook, which is crucial to getting that body that you want and getting the the kind of long-term um, happiness that you're looking for, you got to cook. Yeah. It just doesn't, There, you know, there's no, whether you're a vegan or you're a carnivore guy or you're paleo or keto, it doesn't. One thing most people will agree, the common through line of like finding success in changing your physique is you have to, you have to cook. Buying things that are pre-prepared, going to restaurants, ordering out, it's not going to happen because you can't control what's in that food. And restaurants, their main goal is not health. Their main goal is making food delicious. So you want to come back to that fucking restaurant. Oh, my God. And this is the most dangerous city, perhaps, for that. Mm-hmm. There's so much good food in L.A. I live in Studio City. I can walk easily, five-minute walk to just a dozen delicious, delicious spots that are just going to make my tits fatter. <laughs> so I learning, I, everything like tasty goes straight to my nipples and that's that's a huge motivating force behind me just when i do there's been one point in my adult life where i was in good shape uh-huh. 
And that was when around the time when I first started working for The Ellis Show. And then um, I forget what happened, but I, I wasn't with the show anymore. But I was still like friendly with the guys. And they had me fighting in Ellis Mania. And I was unemployed. So I had nothing but time. I was running five miles a day, doing tons of push-ups. I had a pull-up bar. I was doing pull-ups. I had some weights. So I was just doing curls and stuff. And that made like my belly gone. My tits turned into pecs. And my fat nips, my salami nips, turned into regular human man nipples. And then when that went away, my salami tits came back. <laughs> so it's like I know it's in there. I know I have real nipples in me somewhere. Yep. And I want those back. Yep. I actually really do. And, and it's I hate exercise. Gonna... Like, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. I, I talked about this on the Ellis show yesterday. I'm so jealous of you and Jason. You seem to just get this joy from exercise and fitness that I get from sitting on my ass playing video games. And I wish, I wish I could trade that. I wish I could get the same joy that you guys get. But even when I, when I was at my peak fitness, every step of my five mile runs was misery. Every curl I did, I was like, I fucking hate this. I'd rather be shoving a cactus up my ass. Right. Well, that that's true for the majority of people, but I will tell you, I wasn't always that way. I like most people had a natural aversion to stuff that was uncomfortable that sucked and exercise sucks. Um, I, I think uh, people um, do a real disservice. A lot of personal trainers and fitness celebs do a real disservice to people by saying like, Oh no, it's, it's a panacea. It's amazing. Everything about it is amazing. No, you're, you're really, you're willfully doing something that sucks and is uncomfortable and it sucks and is uncomfortable. But the, the enlightenment that comes from continually exposing yourself to things that are uncomfortable grossly makes up for it. And if you can get past that initial phase where there isn't any enlightenment and it's just shit, you get to a place where you start to look forward to it. You start to really, you know, you, there's a divide where I used to exercise to get outside my body. I used it exactly like I used drugs and alcohol. I took drugs and alcohol out of my life and I replaced it with exercise because I did it to escape my daily life. I did it to escape being within myself. I'd never wanted to be sober and just myself. So I always had cocaine and I had meth and I had alcohol and it really worked. But I took that away and I did something to, to replace that. And I did, so I found something where I could escape myself. And something happened when I got to doing a lot of work on myself where it changed and exercise became way more about getting in touch with myself. I got into my body. I got more and more in tune with my emotions. I got more and more in touch with who I was and in that present moment. And it changed everything. It really did. And every, everyone can do that. I'm just not going to lie to you and tell you that I'm going to give you a workout program. And today you're going to be like, fucking, this is amazing. I feel <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, it, it's going to take some time. Yeah. And, um, but see that light at the end of the tunnel. And also I don't agree with vision boards and, 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 and end lines or excuse me, finish lines to your journey. That, that's not the way it is. I don't want you to say like, I'm, oh man, I've been doing this work and I don't look like, um, Ryan Reynolds. I I'm a loser. I suck. That's not what it's about. It's about that. When Kevin Kraft falls asleep tonight, Kevin Kraft's going to be better than Kevin Kraft who fell asleep last night. That's it. That's it. And even the idea of, even when you fuck up, even when you do which you will, even when you don't get to your workout and you wash down a bowl of pasta with some ice cream, the way that you handle that is going to be different than the way it used to be. It's not the shame cycle. It's not the, it's not the guilt. It's going to be like, if you got a, a speeding ticket, would you ever think to give up driving? No, exactly. You go, fuck. Well, I was speeding. That was bad. Um, let's get pine wheel and go home and uh, better, better not do that anymore. You know, and that's the way it's going to be from here on out. You know, that's what the big change needs to be. It's not about the, uh, the, the committing to this workout program or committing it's committing to your relationship with the things that you do day in and, and day out. Um, that affect you and your happiness from the inside out. You know, that's what you want to change. You don't, I don't expect you to get off this podcast with me and become 
uh, a CrossFit competitor. What I expect is that you can take this information and say, okay, I can deal with life in a different way and completely change my relationship with food and my relationship with movement. And if you do that, that's what's going to, that's, what's going to lead to long-term sustainable success and happiness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like just the fact that I've been there, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago when I was actually in good shape, knowing that it's possible is, is in the back of my head. Absolutely. And, and look, dude, I always use this analogy. I, I'm not a dummy. I'm certainly, I'm, I'm not fucking, uh, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I'm not a dummy, but I got D's and F's in high school, straight, straight through. I was, I had like a one point something GPA and a big chunk of it, probably the majority of it was because I just didn't think that was for me. I didn't think I just, I was like, I'm not the good kid that goes to college and gets good grades. That's not, I don't deserve that. It's not for me. I'm a, I'm a class clown that, that, and I'm meathead and I smoke weed before class. And that's, that's what I deserve. And I'm going to get D's and F's because that's, I had created this story and told myself a story about what I, and so many people do the same thing where they see a guy like me take my shirt off and they're like, well, that's good. Good for him. I can't do that. That's not for me. That's not in the cards for me and who I am. And that's not true. This is not fucking true. You, you absolutely can have a body that you're proud of. You can have a life that you're proud of. You can have a lifestyle that you're proud of. You absolutely can. And be, you know, changing who the narrator is to your own story is all of this. Because like I said, I'm going to give you exercise. I'm going to give you foods that you should eat and shouldn't eat, but that's, that's this much of it. It's, it's finding the Kevin Kraft that like enjoys going to sleep every day going, I'm better than the dude yesterday. That's it. And you got to erase that competition with guys and gals around. If, if you're stuck in this weird place where it's like, I want to look like him. Oh my God, he looks better than me. Therefore I'm inferior. It's like erase that shit. What it's about is I, I'm better than the me of yesterday. That's it. That's all you gotta, that's all you gotta do. And, and just kind of really hammer that home. Does um, Ben and Jerry's make broccoli ice cream? They don't, but I'm here to tell you, I am not a guy who's going to tell you you can never have Ben and Jerry's again. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, you and I text each other pictures of like Jenny's and salt and straw ice cream before the, before the court. Right. Hit. Yeah. And I'm not, and I, and I, I'm not a guy who's even going to tell you that you can't have Ben and Jerry's every day if you don't, if you want to. You can drink your beer, you can have your ice cream, you can have your Butterfingers or whatever it is your, your, your shit is. Um, <laughs> but when you take those bites, it's going to be a different story. That's all I ask of you. And here's, here's what I mean by that. I'm not going to tell you you're going to keep your no carbs, zero carbs. Every, this is exactly what you have to eat and this is exactly what you can't eat. What I am going to tell you is that 80% of the food that you put in your mouth is things that are going to help benefit you. And then you have this leeway of 20% that is things that you just flat out want. Yeah. And instead of going two or three days of eating chicken breast and broccoli, that's it. And then going, fuck, I feel so tired. I feel so stressed. I've, I've been so good about my diet. I'll have one bite of Ben and Jerry's. Oh my God, I had two tubs. Oh my God, you know what? Fuck it. I just ruined the whole thing. So I might as well order some uh, Domino's. And then, you know, that's, that's what the, the really vicious, very unhealthy cycle that so many people get caught up in, especially Americans, because we're all, like I said, we're overworked, we're underpaid, and we don't have like happy, healthy relationships. We're just fucking set up to fail. One gram of protein for every pound of body weight. That's all I ask of you. So 170 grams of protein every day. Is that what you weigh? 160, 170? Yeah, I think I'm around 170. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's 165 grams of protein every day. You get that in and whatever else happens is up to you. Okay. And what's going to happen is getting 165 grams of protein 
from good natural sources ain't all that easy. You will be fuller. Protein is way more satiating than any other macronutrient uh, compared to fat and, and carbohydrates. Those are the three macronutrients. So you get 165 grams of protein in, you'll be way less hungry for the pizza and the ice cream. Your metabolism will change. Your protein synthesis, which is essentially a a fancy term for muscle building ability, is going to increase. Therefore, your metabolism is going to speed up. All these magical things are going to happen. And just by going out of your way to get that, to to put your mind in, it's like, okay, I have my number one priority. I got to have 40 grams of protein at this meal. Um, So fuck, uh, I'll worry about that. uh, Those French fries later. Um, I I just got to get like two burgers with no bun so that I can get that in. Once you get that in, then you're, you're already in a place where it's like, okay, now I can, I'll have a couple fries, but shit, I'm not really starving. You know, I, I got, I got all this shit in. So that's all I'm asking of you. And, and it, you know, because you don't cook and you don't feel like you can't cook, it's going to be, it's going to be a mountain to climb. Um, but now, let me ask you this. Can I use my mom's shortcut and start my day with 165 servings of protein powder mixed in with ice cream? I, 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 I don't have any problem with that. I don't know if you need to necessarily <laughs> mix it with ice cream, but what I will say is like, start your day with, with 60 grams front load it you know, get something like a big ballast of protein out of the way. Um, and you're, you're setting yourself up to succeed because you're getting that protein. And then I, again, you're, you're kind of metabolically changing yourself from the inside out. Um, so what I'm asking is instead of, you know, instead of changing the driver in your race car, we're changing the race car. Okay. We're going, we're going to try to slowly build your, um, 78 Pinto, into a 2005 um mercy lago you know, uh, i've been i've been looking for a new race car mm-hmm, okay so so that that's that's just what i'm saying that's the number one thing i want you to do i don't want to get too overcomplicated. i don't want to get in the weeds and 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 exhaust you mentally which is going to just set you up for failure get a food scale order on amazon they're cheap get get learn how to cook meats if, if you're, you know, you're not a vegan or something like that and understand, you know, like four or five ounces has about 35 grams of protein for, you know, like a chicken and typical stuff, find stuff you like. If you don't like fish, don't eat fish. If you don't like chicken, eat beef. If you, whatever it is, I have my three or four staples. What but are yours? That, I, I love ground, lean ground meat and, and Buffalo. Um, those, those fucking rock for me. How do you, how do you like prep it though? Do you just like you just mix it in with like pasta and stuff or just make sometimes it it, it totally varies you know like i have opened up the doors to like find exactly what i can eat that makes me happy and makes my taste buds happy and fits into my to my dietary needs so yeah sometimes i i chop up um a, a big favorite of mine that i everyone seems to love i get some uh shredded cheese um and uh i'll, I'll usually have about 10 ounces of meat you know because uh I'm, I'm an active guy who's a little bit more muscly, so I need more protein, but I'll do 10 ounces ground beef, weigh it, boom, throw it in the pan with, um, a little cooking spray, you know, and, uh, get the meat going, I chop up veggies, um, um, onions and peppers and mushrooms, chop them all up and just throw it in there with it, get them till they're about close to cooking. And then I take that shredded cheese, not half the bag, but you know, a couple ounces, throw it up. And what I make is a, a bunless, Philly cheesesteak. Oh, fuck. And, it, and it's delicious. You lo- you're just sitting there eating like, this is fucking awesome, you know? And it's 600 calories, tons of protein, lots of healthy fat, and I'm getting the fiber and the, the mi- micronutrients from the veggies. Boom, you're done. You know, I, I don't, I, I think there's also, just like with people where you tell them, hey, walking's a great thing to do. You need to start doing it. And they go, well, that doesn't sound very hardcore. I don't believe that that's real. You don't have to eat boiled chicken and broccoli and egg whites to, to be healthy and to be shredded. That's not, I, I, there's like this weird feather in people's caps that they think they need to wear where it's like, I haven't fucking had any, anything delicious in six weeks. Cause I'm so hardcore. And that's not, <laughs> I don't know what flavor is. Yeah. That's not, that's not what people need. You need to find, you need to adopt a, a, a way of eating that pleases you and also pleases your body internally. 
And it's not, it, it really is about that. Um, tuna, do you like tuna? Like tuna fish sandwiches and shit? Not particularly. Okay. All right. Um, how about eggs? Yeah. Okay. Eggs. I, I do four or five eggs, two of them egg whites, or I get the, 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 um, the jug, uh, the carton of liquid egg whites. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, do, do some, uh, spinach in a bag that's already cleaned and already, you know, loose leaf spinach, some eggs, throw it in there, uh, with the spinach, you know, just let it get all scrambled up and, uh, sprinkle a little more of that cheese on there. Boom. You know, so, and and shit's delicious, you know, it really is. And, um, it's just like, Day in and day out, the more and more you do that, the more and more you front load with the protein, the more and more your body is going to start to shift its preference for things like really, really sugary, really, really high fat foods. Um, and and you're, you're going to see metabolic changes. That's another thing that people need to understand. The human body is built for adapting. Okay. It's built to adapt. It, uh, uh, that's part of being a primate. Um, and it's super, super duper adaptive. That's how people can live in Antarctica or excuse me, not really Antarctica, but how people can live in frigid Alaska for generations in Norway and people can live in Africa in, in the, in the Kalahari for generations, the human body's capable of dealing with both and it responds to outside stress. That's exactly what building muscle is. That's exactly what exercising is. The marathon runner, Runs and runs and runs and runs, and its body, your your body gets the signal. It's like I better start losing weight. I better start even shaving off muscle because I can't continue to be efficient for 24 miles if I'm bulky. And you start sending that message, and it starts to adapt. The bodybuilder continually, you know, breaks down that muscle cell and pumps the protein and food into. And it's like I better adapt to this because I can't I can't live as a scrawny you know, 130 pound pencil neck like that. I can't, I can't exist. So the body sees the signals and it adapts to it. So, you know, the body sees the signal that you're starting to shift from two meals a day of popcorn and Ben and Jerry's to five, four or five meals a day of chicken and beef and, and, you know, veggies, it, it, things change. And that's, that's the goal, you know, in the the long term. So um, that's all I ask of you diet wise figure you, you, you will, you will go on your own journey You'll figure out the things that you like. You will figure out the things that are easy and sustainable for you to get 165 grams of protein a day. And things will just start to, once you put yourself in that ethos, thing you get connected to things and things start getting connected to you. And you just start to make your own way. Um, the, the, just like the human experience is so different for each person. And you couldn't sit here and say like, here's the key to happiness, dude. You got to do this, this, and this. Fitness the same way. Yeah. I can't tell you do exactly like I do. Everything's going to work out. It's not reality. You're a different dude. But if you start to, if I give you like a lighthouse, guide you in one direction, you'll start to find your own way and build around it. All right. So 165 right. grams of protein. That's all I ask of you. And, you know, you'll start to get into the position where you'll start to naturally eat more vegetables. Cause you're like, I don't really want to eat meat by itself. You know, I could really use some, cabbage salad i could really use some spinach mix in you you will you'll naturally see that and and you'll say like hey i already got my 165 grams of protein in that apple looks pretty good you know i haven't overwhelmed my my taste buds in such a way that the apple isn't sweet anymore um you're like that, that tastes fucking amazing you know a handful of blueberries really taste pretty darn good and you will start to get get there okay so that's all i ask okay and then um exercise wise Lifting weights or resistance training is pretty crucial. It's the only form of exercise that is absolutely crucial. I always say, like, when you were a kid, you only, you, when you were a kid, you had school. Whether or not you wanted to play football, play the trumpet, be in the school band, be on the debate team, that was up to you. And all of it's nice and all of it helps. But you didn't have to do any of that. You had to go to school. And that's, that's resistance training. If you want to add in like some runs and sprints and ab training and, and yoga, the DDP yoga that I know you're, you're getting into. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. It's not, it's not school. That's extracurriculars and there's nothing wrong with them. In fact, they can help. They're, they're, they're great. 
resistance training is your school, your schoolwork okay. has to be done. I put up um, the basic exercises that you can all do during lockdown as lockdown ends, which it inevitably will, I can, you know, start to enlighten you on a little bit of different things that are going to be more effective and going to be stuff that you should transition to. But for right now, super effective, bare bones. You can do it anywhere with zero equipment exercises. I posted them on the Mikey likes you um, uh, Instagram page and it's uh, four basic movements. And I just ask that you do them in the fashion that I describe every other day. Doesn't seem too demanding. And it takes you like 15 minutes. I like that even more. Exactly. But when you're doing it, you're doing it. Okay. You're not, you're not, uh, you know, getting ready for a podcast, gathering information. You, you set aside that 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes you. And you're like, this is my time to do it. And I'm, and you're focused and you write down, you write down your results so that you can progress as you go. Progressive overload is the key to weight training. Progressive overload, meaning I'm here I'm continually progressing in a linear fashion every time I train. You're not going to necessarily succeed every time, but you're cognizant of the fact that that's your goal. The mistake people make is they go into the gym or they go into their workout with this kind of blind view. It's like, uh, I think I'll hit a little chest today. Uh, do a couple bench presses. Hey, maybe I'll do some leg, uh, leg extensions. I don't know. That sounds good. Maybe you know, my legs are a little skinny. Uh, I don't like my nips, so I'm going to do a little bit more chest. You have no idea how much weight you use. You don't remember how many reps you did. That's it. That's wrong. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, a guy I really respect in the, in the fitness industry, his name's Martin Burkan. He calls it fuck around itis. He's like, everybody exercises, but we all do have this fuck around itis where it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I, I heard that uh, the exercise ball is really good. I'll start doing that. And then, um, you know, my friend CrossFit, so maybe I'll give that a shot. It's like, no, this is your program. This is what you're doing. You write down your results and you're getting better every time. Um, the, the lockdown exercises I recommend, they're based on time under tension. Um, it, it's body weight movement. So since you can't add weight, you add more time. 20 seconds down, 10 second pause, 20 seconds up on a push up. If you can do one, one and a half now, in four weeks, you're doing four. With that amount of time. So you're, you're increasing the time under tension for those muscles. And that's the, the way that you can progressively grow. So in a nutshell, those stress, stress reducing kind of tips that I gave you, um, the belly breathing nature and, and meditation, hammer those, learn those, become, make it become habit. 165 grams of protein a day. The exercise program every other day and 10,000 steps a day. Okay. I, I, that's all I ask. If you can do that and be really, you know, um, committed to that and not measure your character on whether or not you succeed or fail, there's going to, you're, you're, there's going to come times where you're just, you're not into it. It's not going to happen. You're, you're really into your Netflix fucking, you're, you're two hours into a game and you're like, I'm not getting to my 10,000 steps a day. Okay. But the, the new Kevin Kraft is understands that like I'm getting back on the horse and I'm doing it and you're committed to doing it. Um, I guarantee you will see not only changes in your physique, but you're going to be a different dude. You're going to feel better about yourself. So I don't think it's too much to ask of like the average guy or gal, you know, and I'm using I'm using you as like my lab rat. But uh, that's that's in a nutshell kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, that doesn't. None of that seems particularly overwhelming, mm-hmm. or anything like that. That seems that seems doable, right? Um, and and the goal, another one of the big goals, is that in four weeks or two months, whenever this wretched lockdown ends, that instead of the guy who's like, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not the guy who goes to the gym. You'll go like, oh fuck yeah, gym membership time. Let's go. I can't wait to to grow as a guy, you know, literally grow and also like, um, grow as a person. It's like now I'm going to take this on. I can't wait to increase the amount of discomfort that I can willfully put myself under because it's not like, it's not like anything else in your life. There's so many things you do on a day-to-day basis, not because you really want to not, and you engage in these discomfort, um, these periods of discomfort because you got to get a good paycheck. 
You do it because it's asked of you by your boss or your or a company. So you have to do that. You don't necessarily want to do that, but you engage in this discomfort because that's how you get by. When you were growing up, you didn't necessarily want to study for a, an exam and, and put yourself through that level of discomfort, but you had to. When you go to jail because you got in a bar fight or, or a DUI, you didn't want to go to jail. A judge literally said, you have to go to jail. Yeah. This is discomfort that you're doing. No one's telling you. No one's accountable for it. No one's just you. You're like, I personally am making this decision and I'm going after it. And it is so fucking enriching. You, you, that's, that's, you know, something that I, I hope for you to be able to, to find. Yeah. And you know, it, it is always in the back of my head. Like I'm, I'm getting close to 40 hmm. and it's, I feel like that's kind of a crucial time to where like, it's kind of like you, you gotta start taking care of yourself or you will start seeing the, the repercussions of it. Like yeah. I, I, I see people in my family, no one, there's maybe like two people in my whole giant family that are big into fitness. And I see the difference between them and the people like me who pretty much just, you know, you work hard, you have very long work days. By the time it's over, you're so exhausted. All you have the energy to do is pick up the remote and turn on Netflix. Right. And it's like, all right, well, I also don't want to have like a fucking heart attack or build up plaque in my, my arteries or something. I do want to do the maintenance. I want to make sure I stay healthy and I want to live long. And, 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 like and that turning and, point, this is the time where you have to either commit one way or the other. I'm 41, so I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you. And another thing that you probably haven't um, – take it into consideration, but it's huge because you are single and, and you don't have kids. Yeah. Um, my father, love him. I, I, my dad and I are great and he's a great guy. I'm not in any way picking on my father. My, my father has been really, really overweight my whole life. Um, very, he's, he's obese. My dad's a very heavy guy. Um, I never physically played with my dad. You know, when he was in his 40s and I was, you know, 10 or whatever, um, there was no playtime like that. We, we hung out. We, we'd have conversations. He was a, he was a great dad. He, he tried. But we never did any of that. And I jump on the trampoline with my daughter every day and I'm teaching her how to jump rope. And we, you know, we do crazy, you know, wrestling matches and all that stuff. And, 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 and I think of like me at 41 compared to my father and what that does for my child's life and what it does for my yeah. own personal happiness. It makes a big difference, you know? So, so I think you, you're definitely right there in, in that level of awareness. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's something cause you're, you're 28 and you're fat and you're out of shape and something. It's like, you can still pretty easily get back on the horse cause you're, you're one, you're dating and everything and you're, you want to just stay in shape and you're 48 married fat out of shape and your job's kind of solid it's pretty tough to find any motivation because you're kind of like i'm I'm past where i need to be you know yeah at that point you're just like oh, fuck it. Fuck yeah there. thank you dude mad scientist party hour um available pretty much everywhere uh oh, yeah. podcasts are streaming and um the Jason Ellis show monday through friday sirius xm 103 every uh 2 p.m to 5 p.m and uh pacific standard time and then repeated right after that from five to eight um and i meant what i said at the very beginning dude i i'm i'm so um happy to know you as a guy and, and call you a friend and i just really think that you're a real talent and that you add so much to the show and uh and i'm really happy that you were you know nice enough and kind of um i don't want to say self-effacing but at least humble enough to come and and, and do this show and be kind of my little lab rat and of put course. yourself out there like that yeah yeah Thank, then thank you. I feel, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to know you. I think you're a great guy. You're very inspirational. Um, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm really going to miss uh, titty fucking myself at the end of the mm -hmm. night. Yeah. When those go away. And it's going to uh, suck, but <laughs> you can always jerk off in the mirror though. Now when you have a six oh, yeah. pack and you're like, ah, oh. yeah, oh, I'll turn around and beat off to my own ass. Like Patrick Bateman. <laughs> uh, thank you, dude. Oh, um, and uh, one, one, one quick thing, one, one quick plug thing. Uh, we, the series XM is doing free trial. So if you don't have a subscription and you want to check out the Jason Ellis show, um, Mike Catherwood joins us every Friday. So, uh, there, there, if you go to seriousxm.com slash faction, the number four free, you can sign up for a free trial and it actually just got extended. They're, they're hooking people up during, during the quarantine. 
Yeah, especially now when everybody is in need of content to take their mind off stuff, it's a great time to do it. And it's a, it's the best radio that's available. It really is. So. Yeah, it kicks ass. So give it a shot. Sign up for the trial and uh, check us out. Here's on the Jason Ellis Show. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save-